You had a burger? Yeah. Mm. Grass fed. Oh. Fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Burger was amazing. Is that like, even if it's grass fed, you're not supposed to be eating it or what? Nah, it's still me. Okay. Still me. Okay. I haven't been, I haven't been living a vegan life for about a month and a half, maybe about two months now. Yeah. I've been eating a lot of chicken. Still not, not that was the first burger. That was the first like 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 beef. Yeah, beef. Yeah. There you go. That was the first beef. I really just been eating chicken. And I've been eating fish. I mean I guess so I'm not really vegan, pescatarian. Mm. And Keith told me I need to stop saying vegan because vegan is like you don't wear nothing. You don't wear animal products. You don't. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so she was like, "That's why I say I'm plant based." And I was like, oh, "I feel that." Oh man, that this wasn't on the docket, but <clears throat> I seen this thing on Twitter, and it was like, um, was it Twitter or Facebook? And it was all these people, and they was like branding themselves and like throwing themselves, like having people throw them in cages and stuff like that. And they did this for like. Like a, a weekend or something like that, or like a couple hours on a Saturday or whatever it was, and they said, um, they were like, "Well, people mistreat animals, and I just wanted to see, like, I wanted to feel the mistreatment of it. Like these people are getting real brandings, bro. Like real brandings, heating them up, burning themselves, and getting held down, getting kicked around, like people do these animals and stuff like that." So yeah, it was on Twitter because I saw somebody retweet it and was like, "Yo, let's do slavery next weekend." <laughs> They hit him up there. was like, so let me treat you. Why don't you be a slave for a weekend? Right. Be a slave for 12 hours. Let right. me show you what's up with that. Right. I mean, not to compare, but it's like, come on, man. Like, That's stupid. You need, I you feel, need, you to, could, feel, you need to feel that to see, like, to you, understand. You could, be, you could be for your cause and not. Come on, fam. That's stupid. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I respect their resolve. I'm just, I'm not willing to go that far. Like, I tell people all the time, like, that, that whole thing of. Like when when people bring up like race and anything that goes on or whatever, and people say like, "Oh, that's not my reality," or "I don't understand it because I haven't lived it." Like, I tell people like, "That's a piece of that. That's crap to me, bro. That's crap to me. You you burning yourself and getting yourself thrown around for a week. Like you set that up. You volunteered to do that. Those animals did not. Yeah. Those people or whatever cause it is that you say you can't feel for. Like you feel for people all the time." Did you feel for the dude that you handed a dollar to that was in front of the store you walked out of? You know you know what I'm saying? Like, did you see a serviceman or woman that may have lost a limb and, and not feel nothing for them because you haven't lived it? Like, to me, that's just crap, bro. And, like, I looked at that. I was like, yo, these people are really branding themselves. Like, that's stupid. okay, like, you voluntarily branded yourself. Okay, cool. That's not exactly what the animal's going through. I feel you may have felt the pain, but <laughs> the animal's being held against his will. You know that there's an end game to this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, people. I feel like people just want to go to the extreme just to show people how down they are for what they're yeah. talking about. Yeah, that's what I took it as. That's what I took it as. I'm like, bro, I get it, bro. You care about the animals. You're gonna fight for the animals. Like, all this time that you wasted putting on this demonstration to try to make people feel you, you could have went out here and did something meaningful, like push some legislation or talk to some people. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. talk to some people in power. Like, there's a lot. Come on, fam. Come on, fam. Does it make any sense? Like, I get the people, like, I get the people that was, um, how long ago? That was forever ago now. Well, I guess people still doing it. They was worried about people cutting down the rainforest and they was going climbing up the trees and stuff and was like living in the trees and whatnot. Like, I get that. You don't want them to remove the tree. And that's where your resolve took you to. But it's like, you don't want them to hurt the animals so you hurt yourself? Okay. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I just thought that, and I, I was just thinking to myself, like, there's so much more that could be done. Like, <laughs> there's so much more, like, something that's going to be way more meaningful than this uh, 
Twitter post that you posted that I'm not going to see past when I scroll to the top of my feed. You know what I mean? Like, there's other, there's other more useful ways to be down for the cause. There's better things, like you said, there's better things you could be doing. That's yeah. just stupid. That's yeah. just a waste of your time and yeah. anybody's time who decides to like go and even stand around and watch or whatever. Mm. That's some of the stupidest stuff I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, like, yeah, like what you were saying just maybe reminded me of that. I was like, wait, hold on, I did see that. Yeah, we were talking about the uh, you being a pescatarian, you said. Right, 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 right. And all that. Like, and I was just like, okay, like, and talking about hurting the animals and stuff. I was like, okay, well, these people want to hurt themselves in the name of. <laughs> and that's all you did. Like, yo, yo you hurt yourself. Nobody made you. Nobody sat you down. Was like, here, Brandon, you're mine now. Type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was dying when I seen Homeboy. He was like, okay, let's do slavery next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, all right. Man, man. <laughs> and, I did, and I did check the comments. I didn't see none of them like, yo, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like, let's show these people. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. But we should introduce. Family Room Podcast, episode 16. 16. I'm Mike Rohn. Stephon Rohn. We in here for another week, another conversation. Same family, different room. Father's Pod. Uh, Father's Day. This is dropped the day after Father's Day, but today is Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day, bro. I, I, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I've, been, I've been doing that all day. Like, mom said it to me all day. I'm like, oh, happy Father's Day, like I'm supposed to be saying it back to her. <laughs> but thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Happy to, uh, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. All the homies, um, all the cousins, that's fathers, all of that. Shout out to everybody taking care of their responsibilities as a man. And F all y'all niggas, it's not. Words to that. <laughs> Unhappy Father's Day to you, buddy. They not tripping. Guy listening to this, running from your obligations. They not tripping. They definitely, most definitely not. They they didn't care about their kid. They definitely don't care about me. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, look at this nigga talking shit. He don't know me. That's what they gonna be on. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, happy anniversary to you, man. Today's the anniversary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy anniversary, Made it. Man. One, one year of marriage. We That's made it. Up, man. We made it. That's what's up, man. Yeah, we ce- we celebrated pretty much this whole weekend, man. Like, we always do the weekend updates. My weekend was full of... It was a great weekend, bro. I didn't have nothing to do with it. Wifey put the whole thing on. We we stayed at the Hilton Bayfront out here in San Diego. Really nice hotel. I highly recommend it. I recommend also getting there right when check-in starts because you're going to be in a line. Or do it on or do it online. Because that line was long. We honeymooned there. You, you honeymooned there? Yeah, nice hotel. Nice hotel. Um, So Friday night, after we both got off work, we got home, went and grabbed some party favors, and then shot it down to the uh, shot it down to the Bayfront. Um, pretty much just, we ate good, and we laid around and enjoyed each other. Like, we, I mean, we enjoyed downtown. We didn't do a whole bunch. So Friday night, we chilled. And we got something to eat, and we chilled. We are literally just watching Netflix. Um, Saturday, woke up, woke up late. That was nice for a change. <laughs> Waking up late. Um, went out and grabbed, what do we eat? Oh, we went to this, um, Baja Betty's is the name of this place. Mm-hmm. It's a, a brunch spot and they have a uh, bottomless mimosas. They don't let your cup get halfway before they come fill you back up. Bro. Say you will never see the bottom of your glass. No, 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 no. You won't see the bottom of that mimosa. That will not happen. Um, so we was the food was really good. The atmosphere was really good. Um, the drinks were really good. Um, <coughs> after that, and we were lifting around everywhere because we knew we was gonna be drinking. Um, drink responsibly, folks. Um, then we went. <laughs> I haven't been to one in years, and neither had wifey. But uh, we went to a hookah lounge. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And that's where the, um, the guy was telling you to work for the Kings. That's where that's where he worked. Missed the uh, hookah lounge. Mm-hmm. We went um, we went there. That was nice. We spent the we spent like maybe an hour and a half up in there. Hadn't smoked hookah in a long time, bro. That head change was vicious. We went back to the we uh lifted back to the hotel. Passed out. <laughs> Passed out. Um. But that was cool. That was like half of our day, and then that night we went to the um Brazilian, Brazilian steakhouse buffet, mm-hmm. and it was pretty expensive, but it was worth every penny, bro. Excuse me. So how it goes is you walk in, you get you get seated, you can go get your sides. Just like it's a it's a buffet, all you can eat, all you can eat, all these different cuts of meat, all the different types of stuff they cooking up. And then you go get your sizes as you want. Mm-hmm. They got this little thing on the table. One side is red, one side is green. When you got the green side up, they just bring you, and this is how they do it. Like, let's say you're sitting down eating your plate of sides, right? Mm-hmm. They'll come over with a cut of meat and be like, um, this is um, bacon wrapped tri tip. Would you like a slice? And they still got it on a little spoke, but they were slow cooking it up. Mm-hmm. So they cut it off. You take the piece, put it down, then they walk off. As long as you got that little thing on green, Every time they bring something out, dude will stop there, cut you off a piece, put it on your plate. And the dude literally said to us, he was like, red means I'm taking a break or I quit. And he was like, yo, don't do, don't, the dude told us that it was a good thing he did. He's like, rookie mistake. Don't come up, don't come in here and fill up on salad. He was like, don't eat a whole bunch of salad. Don't eat a whole bunch of them sides over there. He's like, you, you spent $54 to get in here, right? And he was like, yeah, he was like, you better eat the good stuff. <laughs> Bro. That's what's up. Bro, wifey was, she was literally laughing at me how I was reacting to some of this food, bro. They had this garlic, oh my God, they had this garlic ribeye, bro. No, it was garlic skirt steak. It was like, it melted, bro, in my mouth, bro. Bro, it was so good. That was such an experience, bro. That was such an experience. The whole weekend was an experience, but that place, I've never, I've never dined like that. I've never, I've never dined like, like that at all. With, with food that good and just the style of it or whatever it is, like it was well worth it. Like I was, I was telling, uh, I was telling you actually earlier, and I was telling Bert, I was like, y'all, as soon as we got in there after, like after I saw how it was going down there, I was like, I gotta bring the fellas here, man. We gotta do a guys trip there, bro. <laughs> we gotta spend spend the day downtown and go shoot there for dinner or lunch or whatever. Cause you could you could be you could legitimately be in there four hours. You could legitimately be in there four hours. Just if you eating, giving yourself time to settle down, eating some more, trying this, trying that, you could be in there four hours. Like me and wife, we was in there two hours, and we was we left hella full, but I could have stayed in there. Mm-hmm. I could have stayed in there. Really? And then then today we woke up, we went wine tasting. I've never been wine tasting before. Um, felt good. I could do. I could get used to that. I could get used to that. That was that was fun experience. Um, and then we all met up at Stone to meet up for Father's Day, and that was really nice. That was, I mean, it's always dope when we all get together. Yeah, for sure. How's your How's your weekend been, man? Weekend was good. Friday got off work. Um, came home. <clears throat> came home, packed up me and Baron, and we went down to uh, Jesse and Tyne had a game night out in Oceanside. Mm-hmm. So I went down to their house. How was that? It was really fun. It was really fun. Who was all in there? Um, it was a bunch of Tyne's coworkers. Okay. Um, I forget. I know Bus didn't go. I think she was out of town. I think I saw that on Instagram. No, I get. She said she was just tired. That's what time said. Oh, okay. Um, but now we have fun. I forget their names, but it was like 
three of Tyne's co-workers, one of the, one of the girls brought her husband, mm-hmm. put I, and obviously plus Tyne, Jesse, and myself, and Patricia, and Patricia and Patty was there. Oh, Patty's in town? Yeah. Or no, she came down just for that. Oh, okay. left afterwards, yeah. And then um, we played a, played a, played Sequence, played Taboo, I think we played something else. But you know Taboo, I had to take a couple, couple W's. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Taboo. Um, but yeah, I took L's in the other games. So I only play categories. Did I say that already? No, nah, you didn't say categories. I it? forgot how categories goes. Categories is the one where it's like you. It, it got it's like fifteen different categories on thing. It'll be like boys' name, sports. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember. And you roll the dice yeah, and it's yeah, one yeah. of the letters, and you got to come up with yeah. each category. It starts mm-hmm. with the letter. Yeah, we did that. That game is hella fun. Table, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't played, that crazy? How all the fun games? How's it crazy? How all the little board games just. They're just always fun, no matter where technology goes. Like, and I'm still playing Uno, bro. And I know with me, it's <laughs> for me, it's the stuff that's like, like that has to do with words. That's like, yeah. like language and words. That's uh-huh. the fun stuff for me. Cause I never forget when Jesse was like, "Bro, why do you like playing Scrabble, bro?" <laughs> I was like, "That's it's not fun for our you. family." Like, play Scrabble. Like, that's what we do. Like, bro, spelling words is not my idea of a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel you. I just, and we do it competitively at the yeah. family jump off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scrabble get, gets going. Yeah, like we got two. At one point, shoot. At one point, we was having like two full, like. Yeah, we had two boards going. Yeah, two boards going, and then the winners moved on. Like, yeah, it was all types of stuff. That's yeah. what, for for a long time, that's what we did every time Dad's like. Brandon and Brother Charles go hard. They take yeah. a little travel board on the plane. Yeah, they got the little, de- yeah, they got the uh, definition book and all of that. I mean, the word book and all of that to see if it's a word and everything. They go hard. They're dope. I love seeing them. Yeah. I love seeing them. They're dope. My bad. Yeah, so that, weekend off. So that's cool. So that was Friday. Um, stayed stayed the night up there because I I, we're, I thought we we might go to the beach. Mm. And I packed packed up a whole bunch of stuff in the trunk. Cold in the, the mud. Uh, but we, uh, but Jesse and Tyne had a, a co-ed flag football game the next day. But yeah, me and Baron still uh, stayed the night up there. I knew I knew about the game night. I didn't know nothing about the flag football game. I didn't either. Cause like I said, I was trying to, I was trying to That's go lit. to the beach. Yeah, we woke up the next day. Me and uh, me and Baron went to the outlets, um, went to the Carlsbad outlets from Oceanside, and just went on back to San Diego. Um, I don't think I did anything last night. You didn't do no shopping. What'd you get out there? Um, I got a pair of shoes. Okay. Got no. A pair of shoes. The vans. Yeah, I got these. Them is hard. Appreciate it. Uh, told you, man, I'm going hard, man. The van man is something. <laughs> van man. Van man is something. <laughs> uh, van's all summer. I've been trying to hashtag it, trying to get it going. I'm trying to stay true to it. I was like, man, I can't keep. They're not expensive like that. So anyway, yeah. So that was uh, that was Saturday, and then today, just you know, on it last night because you know we be mad slow getting out the house and make sure I laid out my clothes, <laughs> laid out Baron's clothes. You know what I'm saying? Didn't forget nothing. Didn't forget anything. Just came on down here like you said for Father's Day. Um, had lunch at Stone. Now we here podding it up. Now we here podding it up. Young pod. Potter's pot. Potter's pot. What you want to start with? Uh, I was thinking the way I kind of did my list. I was thinking we can get like the the downer stuff out of the way. The not so fun stuff out of the way first. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, I forget their names, but in Phoenix, there's a family. Uh, the four-year-old kid. Stole a doll 
out of the store. Mm-hmm. And I say stole because it technically is stealing. They yeah, like take you took it, it out the hand. store without paying. And of course, this baby ain't like, yo, I'm finna get them, finna come up off the store real yeah. quick. You know what I'm saying? So, I guess the store calls the police or whatever. Police come, draw guns on the family. Like, got guns drawn on. On the children. On the whole family. Yeah, I know, but the children are yeah. present. One That's of one crazy. of the kids of which is like a baby, I think even younger than a four year old. The mom gets out of the car holding the baby. The cop is like, put the baby down, put the baby down. Like, yo, like this is a baby, the ground is hot. Like it comes over there trying to take the baby from her. She's like not letting go. Like I don't know if it was like a family member or somebody else. Like another like a black another uh, black lady from the crowd or somebody else. Another black lady yeah. comes up and takes the baby from her so she can go and like be apprehended by the police and all that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not even actually sure, I'm like fully sure what all is going on with like, if they're pressing charges, if any, or if any of them are in jail. Hell yeah, they be, oh, you talking about the family, there's a family pressing charges? Yeah. They better be pressing charges? Yeah, or, or if they, they didn't have no weapons, or did nothing. I'm not even sure. I don't even understand, the police were already there, so they walked out of the store, they got the doll, the alarm go off, what, the police was already there? Somebody called the police? Yeah, I should have like, done more. Like, done. that's crazy, bro. Either way it goes, it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Somebody took a doll out of the store. There's no reason a gun should be drawn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. And uh, this just goes, bruh. This just goes back to something we know all too well, and it's, and it's just sad every time one of these situations goes down. It's just... How our people, African Americans, anybody of color, is dealt with by the police. It doesn't have to be like that. You know what I mean? Like, what what was like what was the worst case scenario in that? Why did you have your weapon out on this person? You know what I mean? Like, what? what come on, man. What that? What that family is gonna go in there, find out the kid took the dog, go make him give it back? You know what I'm saying? Like. How much is it? Was Barbie doll? How much is it? $20? Like, is that the stuff you sent about Jay-Z helping that family? That's the family? Yeah, he's... he's Getting get them legal counsel and yeah, stuff? Yeah. That's what's up. I don't know if it's his legal team or if he's just paying for them to make sure yeah. they can have counsel, but... Any, hey, Jay, Jay-Z's out here on some... And he's been on this for a while. It ain't like it's brand new, but... He's not just talking, bro. He's He's out here on some totally different stuff. He's like... At one point, he was like, I'm I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. He was out here getting the money, getting to it. I think more so for him, like, he's doing stuff that, like, he cares about. And that he's trying to make a change. I think he's an older dude. I think he's looking at it. He's like, I got all this money and influence. And I could be doing a whole lot more. Or I could be or I could be doing stuff, like, that I've been wanting to do. Maybe I didn't have a platform. Or maybe I didn't have the clout to really get it off or whatever it is. But it, it seems like he's he's, like... He's trying to like um, influence change or throw his weight around where he can now because he's he's of a certain status. Like it's not going anywhere. Where you're at, when you're at where Jay Z's at, billions mm-hmm. that they can't take that from you. You know what I'm saying? You're on the same plane as them. You're in the same tax bracket as them. Like they can't do nothing. They might not mess with you, but you're not doing. You're not. You're not gonna mess with a dude that brings billion dollar business around. You know what I'm saying? Like at that point, it doesn't matter. So he could do whatever he wants now with no fear of repercussion. And I feel like he's flexing his muscle. Him and Beyonce. Shout out, shout out to them, man. Shout out to them, man. Putting like flexing their muscle where like 
and and see with, meaningfully, with, meaningfully. With and I was thinking, and I meant to bring this up when we first talked about Jay Z becoming a hip hop's first billionaire. It made me think about, and I, I thought about it right now. It made me think about Dame Dash, and how he was saying like if you it's if you don't it's different like if you don't own it. And while I agree with that, and I'm like. Your whole thing is about living comfortably and doing what you want to do and not having a boss. And Jay-Z do what he want to do. And Jay-Z's a boss. But he doesn't he hasn't put all his own money up in all of his businesses. And he's a billionaire, bro. Yeah. I'd rather live Jay-Z's life than Dame Dash's life. Don't get it twisted. I would love to live Dame Dash's life. Like, yeah, no, you know what no, I'm no slight, yeah, no slight but to Dame Dash. That's just what it made me think about. Yeah, no, no, no. And, the, and there's, just like with anything, there's levels to things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like... Yes, you could be your boss. You could do what you want to do. But at some point, someplace, everywhere, everybody answers to somebody. Whether it's shareholders, whether you know what I'm saying? Whether you got business and you got shareholders or whether you're doing business with somebody else and you're going to be held accountable for what the end product's going to be or pulling your weight or doing whatever it is. That that doesn't mean that you live without terms. You know what I'm saying? And like, and like you said, like that also doesn't mean that you have to put up all your own bread. Like... Bro, like nobody that plays on that, like that plays business at that level is using all of their own money. You know what I'm saying? Even like the the reason why dudes with billions of dollars get in investment groups is so they don't have to use all of their own money. It's so they can use other people's money and resources to build what ultimately is going to profit them. Mm -hmm. If you got to put all your money in, you got to make it all back before you can make a profit. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, if I got money and you got money and we both put in half on this, we both put in half. So after we make half, everything else for me, for for what I put in, is profit. Well, no, he's fine with that. He's fine with that. As long as it's like, he's he was pretty much saying like, if somebody like makes you the president of Def Jam, it's like, okay, you're not like really a boss of anything. You just kind of a supervisor. That That's like his whole thing. And his whole uh-huh. thing is, and his old, and ultimately his end goal, his whole thing is about ownership. Yeah. His whole thing is about ownership. Which I personally think that everybody should be about, but that's my personal feeling. And I, and, and I, everybody just, can't be an owner. Everybody can't be a boss. No, and I, and I agree with that. But I'm saying that's just my feeling. Like, if I'm gonna do something, I want to own it. Or I want to be in the part of the group that's making the decisions and all of that stuff. I understand that some people got to work. Everybody can't be a boss, and if everybody's a boss, nobody's a boss. You, you know exactly. what I mean? you know what I'm saying? Like I I understand that, and like there's some people that that's just not going to be their niche. They don't want to be the spearhead. You know what I mean? They don't want to be the person making this. They rather work. And some people they like the comfort of going to work, working a nine to five, knowing what my check's going to be. Cool. There's, you know what I'm saying? They they, they like that, and I and I, I just feel like in the damn time we live in right now, like we kind of shame people that want to do that. Like, oh, you don't want to be a boss. You don't want to do this. Like, no, nah, I don't really. It's and that's cool. And there's people that make a killing not not being a boss. You know what I'm saying? Like, are doctors bosses? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they make, they got, they hours are set, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't make their decisions. They save lives, but they don't, you know but what again, I'm saying? Again, his question would be, do you have to ask to go on vacation? And, and all I'm saying is that's fine for some people. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, I do. But I put in my vacation time and I get it and I leave. You know, You know what I mean? Like, yeah and I mean I I feel it I feel it and I would side more towards Dame Dash but like I I said I think we're splitting hairs when you're talking about the level that Dame Dash is living on and like like 
Jay-Z. Like, anybody would love either one of those lives, you know what I'm saying, to be able to do and move how and when they, you know what I mean? Like, be able to move and do stuff how they do it. Anybody would want to do that. Mm -hmm. But on the way there, you can't be a boss the whole time through. You're going to have to be a worker be at some point. And there's nothing wrong with doing it. Right. Right. Nothing wrong with doing it. Not at all. Not at all. Even though I can't. I I couldn't. I just couldn't work. I I just don't want to work. My goal, personally, is I don't want to be working for nobody. Or don't be working for nobody for no extended amount of time like i don't want to be working 40 years 30 years for somebody you know what i'm saying like i'm Same. cool bro like at some point i gotta save and get mine or i gotta go somewhere where i could build mines or something like that because like you were saying at uh, dinner like i'm over here making you coin <laughs> i'm just getting a piece of this <laughs> you know what i mean this ain't for me that's how i look at it. like this is not for me some more sad news you see the video i think it was in l.a uh Old girl had to record dude as he's like on his knees, hands behind his head. Yeah. 15, uh, maybe like 10 guns drawn on him. Yeah, man. Um, I shed a tear when I saw that, bro. It's crazy. I shed a tear when I saw that. So, I mean, for those of you who don't know, this is a little background on the story. This guy, I don't know if it was gang related or not, but he said that he was jumped down the street at like a gas station or a convenience store or whatever. He's running down the street. I don't know what the police think he's on or if they don't see he's running from somebody or whatever it is, but they tell him to get on the ground. Um, he gets on his knees. He tells, him he, he tells him he doesn't have a weapon. And this is in the middle of the street in LA. And um, he's on the sidewalk on his knees. And then the cops just start pulling out their guns and they're behind the doors of their car. It's like It starts off with like three or four police cars around him. And then more and more police cars just come zooming up. And every cop that gets there pulls their gun out. So this girl, I, I forget her name, but um, she starts recording. And she's like, baby, don't move. They're going to kill you. Baby, don't move. They're going to kill you. And she starts pointing the camera at the cops. She goes, what, y'all going to kill this young black man that's unarmed? Y'all going to kill this young black man? And she was like, y'all took my man from me in 2015. Y'all shot him. He was in a Starbucks or something. She said he was in a Subway or something like walking out of a subway or something like that. And the police uh killed him or whatever. She was like, he was innocent. They're gonna do the same thing to you if you don't if you don't stop, baby. Like just don't stop. trying to explain himself. She's like, don't say nothing. And the cops was like, ma'am, you need to stand down. And one of the police point the gun at her. She go, Oh what, you gonna shoot me too? And like she starts crying and like the scene the scene looked crazy. Cause she's sitting there yelling, screaming, pleading for this young man's life. And like the cops are just like they're unmoved. Dude is yelling. He don't got a gun. He doesn't know why y'all doing. He doesn't know why they're doing this. Um, it, it's crazy, man. It's just, I just feel now. This is how I feel about all this. I think they do this shit now to let us know that they can. That's that's truly how I feel, bro. Like they they just do this. They just do this stuff to us to let us know that yo the rules haven't changed. We could still do whatever. I could still touch you. I could get to you whenever I want. I think that's how they want us to feel. That's how they want us to think. Um, that's just, it just like, like what everybody always brings up, like, oh, it's the training. Like the police need better training and all of this other stuff. Like, no, I no. to me, to me, that's a cop out. To me, that's the easy way out. Um, if it was training, it'd be it'd be people of all different walks of life, of all pigmentations, 
of all just race, creeds, and all that, all these people will be getting shot. All these people will be getting held up by the police and all this other stuff. It's only certain groups of people. So don't tell me it's the training. Don't tell me it's the training. It's targeting. It's targeting. And it's apparent and it's blatant. And, and I think they want us to know. Yeah, like I was saying, like they, they want us to know that I could get you, I could touch you whenever I'm one. There's nothing you could really do about it. That's just, that's just, even if that's cynical, then that's what it is, because that's just what I see out here. It's not, this shit ain't a mistake. This shit ain't a mistake. It ain't been a mistake. Um, it's just crazy. I'm glad, I'm glad Jay-Z's doing what he can. Ain't, man, you know what, I just feel like, I feel like more people should be doing what they're doing. I don't think you gotta have billions to do that. I'm not saying pay for people's legal advice or whatever it is. But you could throw your weight around. I'm step in somehow. Yeah, you, you know what I'm yeah, saying? In your capacity. In your capacity. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these black people, like, this influential out here, it, it ain't always about money. Sometimes giving sometimes giving your voice is more valuable than money. These people out here doing all this spokeswoman, all this spokeswoman and spokesmanship for all these brands, they're paying them for their voice. I think a lot of the time. For their audience. I think a lot of the time putting your money there helps, bro. No, I know absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, if bro. every time this went down, every like everybody that had that had a little bit of pull in some way was like, "Yo, what's going on right here? I need some answers. What's going on?" Bro. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it would if, matter more if we're all the athletes, all the HBCUs should be the the top schools athletically. That's how it should be. But not everybody's gonna go there because that's not where the prestige is. Because that's not where all the best is necessarily. But it yeah. could be. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. We've got plenty of people with money. If they all just picked a, if if five of them each got together and picked a school to sponsor each year, like come on, man. Yeah. I feel you. Just saying. Just saying. No, I feel it. We got any other sad news to get to? Um shit. I don't know. I don't need to dig for any, but if you have any <laughs> Nah, I ain't got no sad news, man. I done had a great I done had a great weekend. Me too. This is just I ain't got that, no more yet. Shout out Jay Z. Um Appreciate you helping them folks, man. I hope they get um I I hope they one, I hope them police officers get reprimanded, like severely. It's children involved, you ain't have to do all that. Absolutely. Not. Um and I don't know. I ain't gonna say I, I don't want nobody to be hurt. I don't feel like nobody need to you know what I'm saying? But them officers at least gotta lose their job, right? To me, and this is another part of the reason why it's like, they the, want the, us the to dude, know. The dude who tried to take the baby out of her arms, he, something should definitely happen. More should happen to him than everybody else. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. You can't do that. Yeah, and, I just, and even if it's not a violation of the job, like your, your human whatever should kick in. And Come on, man. And, and see, and this is why, like, and this is why I just say it's targeting, bro, like, all these situations, how many of these cops are actually losing their jobs? Barely any. These dudes go on paid vacations when they gun down a black man or when they do or when they do a person of color wrong out here. They go on pay or oh, pay leave. Oh, he's you know you know what I'm saying? He's he, okay, he's off he's off the beat for a couple of weeks. While we sort all this, why it blows over pretty much. You know what I'm saying? It's just a message has got to be sent that you can't do this. And because the message is not, I'm forced to think that you're doing this on purpose. 
and that you want me to know that you can do this whenever you want. That's just how I feel about it. But anyway, like man. I said, moving on to some more cheer news. Sad news to amazing news. See, old girl, I think you say her name, Shay Carey, ran a 10.75, 10.75 in 100 meters. A 10.7? She's moving, man. What's the, on the women's side, what's the record? She shattered it, broke it. That's the broken men's record, too. That's the fastest. That's the fastest? That's the fastest. Oh, okay. I don't know. Why did I think 10.3 was the men's? No, all the stuff I said, I uh-huh. saw. Said that she's the phone. Let me look it up again. Ten seven, crazy. And this is in the. What is she's it? She's in college. Okay, college. She goes to uh, LSU. That's bro. It it don't even matter what the record. The ten seven is flying. Yeah. At my fastest, I wasn't running nowhere near that. What did you run? I was running. I was running that joint like eleven, like almost eleven flat. And I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't slow, but the 100 wasn't my thing, but 10 7? <laughs> oh, girl, fly. What she look like? She, cause you know, like the fastest sprinters outside of Usain Bolt is usually swole. She's swole. Yeah, her legs are anyway. Yeah. She's out of there. 10 7. That's crazy. Shout out. What was her name? You said Shay Carey. Shay Carey. Shout out Shay Carey. Black queen, killer. I'm assuming she black. She go to LSU, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says she go to LSU. <laughs> Louisiana State University. Yeah, headline says she smashes the record. The former NCAA record, oh, was 10-7-8, set 30 years ago. Yeah. Records are meant to be broken. Finishing nearly five meters ahead of the rest of the field. <laughs> And it was an LS, and it was a, the the former record was set by someone from LSU as well. That's crazy. Well, but I mean, they, like that whole region is putting out speedsters, like the dudes they put in the NFL. They all playing in the secondary and all of that. Like Richardson's closing speed was remarkable to behold as her momentum momentum built rapidly from fifty meters to the finish line. The next closest finisher, North Carolina A and T Kayla White, was a full two tenths of a second behind her when Richardson stepped off or uh, stopped the clock. Wow. Wow. That's um her ten seven five also makes her the ninth fastest performer in world history. The fastest junior ever. Ooh. And the current world leader. And I have a feeling she's just getting started. Shy Carey, Shay Carey, Shy Carey? Shay is S H A. Okay. Shay Carey, that is a name to remember. She will be running in the Olympics. And we are gonna see amazing stuff. Do you imagine cause she's look, young. Cause look. It says somebody else finished sub eleven too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it said the race itself was also historic, as it was the first time two competitors ever went sub eleven in a final, with win legal readings, and the results contained the best marks ever for first through seventh place. You imagine like you PR, like and you you don't broke a record too, but this chick just killed everybody. Yeah. and that's, and that, she they said that's the final, so that's the last heat. And you knew you was going to have to run something like that to win it. Because, I mean, when you run a track, you know everybody else's times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what everybody else out there is capable of. You know you're going to have to run a world record to beat somebody like that. That's crazy. Bro. Bro, wait, 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 wait. She's a freshman? 
Yeah, they said for the freshmen. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, great things coming from her. Great she just thing announced that she's from. going pro. That's crazy, bro. Ten seventy-five. That's crazy, bro. And looking and looking at that race is crazy because it didn't even look like she was gonna win. Mm. It didn't even look like she was gonna win. Having a gear like that is crazy. And that's a hard race. Like people think, oh, it's quick. It's the hundred. No, that's a hard race. You know what? Go full speed now. That's what that race is. <laughs> I feel like Brittany Blakely used to start her races like that. Am I wrong? No, no, no yeah. I yeah. feel like she was a good starter, but not yeah. a finisher. She used to, she used to pop out the blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Her, her thing was holding hers. Her thing was holding, holding her speed, and that's the thing. In a hundred, you want to be accelerating the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's what I wasn't good at. Like. I was fast when I got up to pace. I might not be up to pace till I'm halfway down there though, mm-hmm. and that's why that was hard for me. That that's a difficult race, bro. Like and see that, and for me, and I didn't run track, but just in running and sports in general. I mean, I ran track one year, but it's like I was I was real quick getting to my top speed, and I had a pretty good top speed, but I was never really the fastest. Mm-hmm. I stopped being the fastest person on any field or track or court or whatever after like. Sixth or seventh grade, mm-hmm. but I was always like maybe like third or no, maybe, yeah maybe like third or fourth fastest. Yeah, in the but group. I got up to my top speed before everybody else did. Yeah, so it it, it made me look a lot faster than mm-hmm. I really was. Yeah, that's I mean that's dope, bro. <laughs> I'm still kind of blown away, man. That's taking me back to my track days. Like seeing somebody run that fast, mm-hmm. gotta be nuts. Like in person, for sure. In person, it's gotta be nuts. It's gotta be nuts. I would have loved to be there. I, mean, I would have loved to be there. On, she's on. I would have loved to have been there. That, that, I mean, that's running track, but I, I liken it to, like, I remember the, uh, the the one and only time I seen LeBron play live when he was in Cleveland. They played against the Clippers. I went and saw it at Staples Center yeah. with the, the Orange Glen team when I was coaching there. Um, yeah. Watching him on the fast break, bro, is different live. And especially because yeah. we, like, we was, like, we was in the box. And so, like, you see, like, the whole court. So you see from when he starts to, like, when he get to his stand, and it was on a fast break where he dunked it. Yeah. It, it just looked different. Seeing it live, it just looked different, mm-hmm. bro. And it's just, it's just seeing, it's always crazy seeing somebody that's that good or that great at what they do. Cause you see it on TV and you go, wow. Mm-hmm. And then when you're there, you go, wait, what? That's how it was for me. Like when I went on the, um, when, when I went to the Kobe reunion tour, I went to the game when they played OKC mm-hmm. and we've been to professional basketball games before. We've seen some of the best NBA players play, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially out here in Southern Cali, like, you could drive up the freeway, go catch a game. You can go catch one in SAC if you want to. You can go catch your favorite team playing AZ for cheap tickets. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's e- easy access to games out here. So we've seen a bunch before. But then when me and Joe went there, they were playing the Thunder, bro. And that's when they still had KD. Seeing Westbrook and KD do what they do is totally different. Like, all them dudes on the NBA court is fast and athletic. Westbrook makes them look slow. He makes them look slow. KD was running up and down the court laughing because it was easy. I mean, that's when the Lakers was shit. Mm-hmm. But just see, like seeing KD get to his spots and like these dudes are trying. They're leaning all over him. And it looked different on TV because it looked like he just rising up, hitting a shot. You don't really, when you sitting there and you kind of court level, you seeing the angles he's taking and doing like the difficulty the up close person, like the difficulty of what he's doing, aside from somebody trying to stop him from doing it, <laughs> it's crazy. Just 
Like, not even so much Westbrook with his game, but just, bro, the pace he moves at the entire game, bro. It was nuts. It's, it's almost like you get tired watching him. It's like, homeboy's not tired yet? Like, he'll come out, he'll put his hands on his knees, and then whew, take a big breath or two, get up, boom, as soon as he start moving again. Like, it's crazy. I mean, bro. I was never as explosive as him, but that's how I used to be. I used that's, to never get bro. tired. Bro, I used to not get tired yeah, either, but just, but just to like, and these are these are other pro athletes. It's just who zipping past them all up and down the court all day, going to bang and they boom, like mm-hmm. dudes just draping on them. Like, man, to see to see somebody when when it's a physical feat like running a ten seven, like watching that video was nuts. Just I gotta get out to more games. <laughs> I gotta oh, no, more that games. was the other thing I wanted to talk about. More black girl magic. Simone Biles. I always I always forget how to say her last name. Biles is Biles. Biles. Yeah. First, uh, what was it? She was the uh, becomes the first American to win medal in every event at the World Games or at the World Championships. Wow. I mean, the fact that they said medal probably wasn't a gold medal, but still. Yeah, no, no, no. She but medaled yeah. in everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> That's the whole ceremony. Her her leg was up dead tired. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Like, I've been up here all night. That's crazy, bro. And to think about like. Okay, forget you get there and you perform for the for at a championship level. You know what I'm saying? Where you're gonna get whether it's bronze, silver, or gold, you're gonna and you're one legit. of the three best. But you're doing that in everything to split your training up and to be that good at all of that stuff. Like I'm spending less time than you on that, and, and I'm still as good. And it's you know legit what I'm the world championships, like they call yeah. the NBA championship, the world championship. It's really a bunch of teams in America. And one team in Canada. Uh, it ain't like, you know what I'm saying? It's a bunch of people from all over, but it ain't the world championship. Yeah. Something like that, the Olympics, something like that. And the actual world championships is people from all over the yeah, world. Yeah, the world is. And, you, and she's one of the top three in all in all events. You, and that, that running shit, that running shit with that girl did 10-7, the whole world, that's, that's um. and this is one thing I actually heard Balmani Jones talking about when Usain Bolt was doing what he was doing. He was like, you guys don't understand how hard this is. This ain't swimming what Michael Phelps was doing. He said, like, the whole world don't swim. He said, look at that pool. Everybody in there is of a certain pigmentation. Every, so everybody clearly ain't swimming. The whole world runs, bro. Yeah, that was my point. <laughs> the whole world runs, bro. Mm-hmm. Everybody runs, bro. Yeah. She ran 10-7, bro. <laughs> That's, I'm shocked, bro. I'm, I'm honestly speechless. I'm speechless, bro. That is blazing, bro. That's crazy. Black girl magic out here, man. Black queens doing it. I guess we can keep talking about sports. The Raptors. Congratu- Congratulations to the Raptors, man. Kawhi Leonard's that guy. Making all kind of history. But I, okay, look. I, I did want to, no, let's get to the congratulatory stuff. Let's talk about mm-hmm. all the good stuff before mm-hmm. I start, mm-hmm. before I start getting, on, getting in my bag. Fred Van Fleet did his thing. Played like a champ. Kyle Lowry. Got that, that playoff monkey off his back. Played like a champ. Kyrie showed everybody what he always been. Kawhi. What did I say? Kyrie? Yeah. Kawhi showed everybody what he always been. And you know there's I mean? a, and, and Marcus that's a guy that I'm super happy for. All, has always oh, yeah, played sure. at a high level. Has always played it right. Was over there grinding, trying to get it done in Memphis. Got traded and contributed. It ain't like he just went along and he was a vet that got a ring. Contributed in a big way to that team. Um, it felt good. Um, Drake got to talk his noise, got to talk his cash, and his team came through. 
Now, <laughs> now for this is okay. Although injuries in every finals that I've ever watched, which is since I've been alive, damn near, injuries have always been a part of the finals. Who's hurt? How hurt are they? And nobody's 100%. Everybody's banged up. All of that kind of stuff. All of that cliche type stuff, which is very true, but it's cliche stuff. It's stuff you hear once the finals are going. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's tired type of stuff, right? The only thing, the only thing is KD played a quarter and a half. And they were about to blow y'all niggas out, bro. That would not have been a series had KD played. Igudala, hurt. Not right. Clay, hamstring, then tears his ACL. KD, don't play but 12 minutes in the game and had 11 points in them 12 minutes. It just, although, like, I just, I watched the games for the games, bro. My squad wasn't in it. We Lakers fans. My squad wasn't in it. I wanted to watch a good series, and I saw a very good series. I saw two teams battling out. Kawhi was obviously hurt. Van Fleet getting a hit, dealing with the cut and all, all whatever. You know what I'm saying? Kyle Laurie with the hand, Van Fleet with the hand. Like everybody's hurt, banged up. How we all talk, how we always talk about. But just seeing the Warriors go down like that, it just took some steam off of it just took some of the excitement off for me. And the rest messed up the end of that last game. They took a little bit of the the like kind of like celebratory stuff out of it, calling that BS foul at the end of the game. The Warriors know they're gonna lose. The Raptors know they're gonna win. They want to start. They want to start celebrating. The Warriors just want to get out of there. And y'all got this man going to the free throw line for me. And a game that don't matter. Like it's point what four? It was like some. It was like point five or six or something like that left. Something like like come on, man. For me, on, for bro. me, it cha- it changes a few things. It changes the way I've always viewed and felt viewed the ra- the Warriors and how I've always felt about the Warriors. And and I feel like. Not necessarily being hurt, but being out kind of put more light and kind of more like elevated KD, elevated KD a little bit. Because the Warriors only won one championship without him, Mm -hmm. right? Made it to two, only won one without him. People argue one because Draymond got suspended and stuff like that. Like, the Cavs wouldn't have won that series. Yeah, okay, and then the year before that... Kevin Love and Kyrie were out. No, I mean, but he got suspended out of a game. Like that's what we talk about. Like people hurt, we whatever. Like they suspended him for a game. Things happen. I know. I feel you. I'm just talking about when we're counting their rings. Like there's a little bit of trepidation around around their rings because they p- people will argue to the depth that they should have one more if it's not for that. Okay. Well, all I'm saying is, but the facts are, they only won one without him. And they won two with him. He's the MVP in both. And what you just said, that's why I'm glad you said that. And how everybody feels, not what you just said, because it's true. If if KD plays in that series, it's no series. The Warriors win that. Well, and also if Iguodala and Clay aren't hurt, they win that series too. And that's all I'm saying. So it's like, for me, it kind of makes the Warriors like not so... It, what the, They did what they did. They was blowing through the whole league. You can never take that away from them. They won 73 games. You can never, or I'm sorry, yeah, 73 games. You can never take that away from them. But I'm just saying, it just it just looks away to me now. That's all. Bro, they, they went That's five all. times. No, and I feel you. And, 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 I, and before anyone gets a chance to ask, because everybody knows how I feel about KD now, and I'll probably always feel that way, 
no, it doesn't change how I feel about KD's decision. Because no matter how much better he made them, no matter how good they were before he went there, he still went to the team that beat him. And that was always my gripe. You can ask anybody. That was always my gripe. He went to the team that could that he could not get past. That's all. I'm not gonna speak on that because I I mean they that's a business at, at that point. He's he's doing that for a bunch of different reasons, but I just it's the only finals that I've seen that I just like I just felt a different way about, bro. Like just seeing the words go down how they did. It was just like game after game, it was somebody. You know what I'm saying? It was like somebody going down or somebody getting hurt and coming back. Like Clay missed the game in the series. You know, Igudala was on a minutes restriction at the beginning of the series, and then Clay go down. So now Igudala can't play those minutes. Boogie wasn't 100 percent right. Then Kevon Looney get hurt. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't know, man. It was a lot. I'm not taking nothing away from them. They were definitely the better team. I I do think that if Igudala and and um and Clay are right that they win that series, that's just me. But that's just how I feel. But I'm not taking nothing from them. Like they they were clearly the Toronto Raptors were clear. Whatever shape the Warriors were in, they were clearly the better team. They were able to impose their will. They Steph could call it a gimmick defense or whatever he wants. It worked on them in stretches or whatever it is. Like they did what they had to do at that point. Like you say, everybody's gutting it out. And they gutted it out today four wins before y'all got to them. You know what I'm saying? They made it a, they made it a um the Warriors made it a good series considering for, for, to me, winning two games without two of your three best players is crazy. It's crazy to me. But, I mean, I think the – well, I mean, begs the question since shit we hear in the NBA. Begs the question, are the Warriors – well, now the Warriors, are they going to be back? I think they'll still be relevant, but I don't think they'll back be back. Back in the finals? Yeah. No! You think they'll be championship contenders? They'll be Western Conference contenders. They're not getting past the Lakers. Come what on, man. We got AD. Steph, Clay, and Dre. We got, man, we're going to get somebody else. Maybe. We're going to get Jimmy. No, no, no. Okay, oh, look. <laughs> so I was in I was in the hookah. I was no, in the hookah we lounge. going to the finals, bro. I was in the hookah lounge when uh, the AD news happened. It was playing on one of the TVs in there. It wasn't loud or whatever. It was just playing. It was just playing music in there, right? I see the news. I'm looking at the TV. I just jump up, throw my arms up. I start yelling in the hookah lounge. I'm like, we back, baby. We back. We back. It was another dude in there. His name was Rob. Um, he was from uh, Long Beach. And he was like, what? I point at the TV. He like, yeah, boy. Get up. We dapping each other up. He like, yeah, bro. Like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from out here, like, by way of LA. He's like, oh, me too. In the LBC. I'm like, yeah. So we end up talking to them or whatever. He was like, yeah, bro. We back, bro. We back. Yeah, like, it happened, bro. It happened. All you Laker haters talking all that noise. We back, baby. Yeah. We wasn't going to get no free agent, right? KD go down. We got the next best dude. And I don't care what we had to give up. And we gave up a grip. Me and Darius were talking about this. The Lakers gave up a grip. But that's cool, bro. We have, we're we're going to be competitive next year. And we're going to have one of the best players in the league after LeBron's gone. We're set up. We're set up. I love you, Lonzo. I think you're going to be fantastic. Good luck. Good luck in New Orleans. B.I., I think you're going to be better than Kuz long long term. Good luck, bro. Good luck over we're there. We're not better with Bron. We need right now. Yeah. We're not thinking long term. Yeah. 
We're not thinking long term. No, Lakers don't do that. No, and here's a big thing. Here's a big thing. Those guys weren't trying to build with them. They were always assets. What are you talking about? <laughs> we don't build. <laughs> That's we a rebuild. Fact. We reload and we go for well, it. We've been, no, we've been building. We was on the process. But this was the summer that I said the Lakers I'm had to guessing. do something. That was a nice little young core to build with. Though. No. If we wanted to build, that would have been a nice no. little young core. But this is the thing. This is the thing, too. Like, I'll always like Lonzo I thought it was going to take Kuzma to get the deal done, and it didn't. I'm so happy Keeping Keeping Kuz is a big deal. Yes. Because you could still deal him. You could still deal him, or you could play him with Bron and AD. Although, I don't know who them other two players is going to be because they got to shoot the lights out. But... You got options now with Kuzma. Because I honestly so thought... who should it be then? Who what you mean? Baby? Jamal Crawford? Should we pick him up? He can't start. I know, but should we pick him up? It depends on what the rest of the roster looks like. That's going to be one of the last picks I make. If I'm the Lakers, I'm trying to get Jimmy. And I'll get a serviceable point guard. Or I get a point guard and everybody else on the team got to be a 3 and D player. I might mix it up with like I might mix it up with a um with a big that could switch. I think the Lakers what they need to do right now is resign Javale McGee. As soon as you can resign Javale, you resign him. Playing him with AD. Think about this: Javale, AD, Bron. We get we get Kemba and a two that could shoot a two a three and D guy, and you got Kuzma leading the charge off the bench. With whoever you bring off the bench with him, shoot, I still, I man, I still think about trading Kuzma, boy, boy. You get Chris Middleton, he gonna cost a lot. The Lakers is only gonna have like twenty three million dollars worth of cap room left. You got thirty? Nah, it's because of when they gotta do the deal. The deal's not done; it's just done in principle. By the time they do it, people's contracts is gonna kick in or whatever, and the Lakers only gonna have twenty three, like to spend. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the rest of the money will be tied up. But man, bro, get Tobias. That'd be a good little pickup. He don't cost too much. Bring D'Angelo back. He'd be a nice piece, but he don't cost too much. D'Angelo. Yeah. He don't cost like twenty-eight million a year. Demarcus. Who? Get Demarcus. He got to play for cheap. Get him back with AD. He gonna he got to play for cheap, and I don't think he's trying to do that. I don't think he's trying to do that at all. Ooh, JJ. Come on, JJ. Come back to LA. We'll play for the right team this time. What JJ? Reddick. Say he got to be lights out. He can't start, though. Why not? He can't play D. He's a defensive liability. Harrison Barnes go opt into his contract. Malcolm Brogdon go opt into his. Danny, Danny Green. He ain't about to leave. He doesn't want a championship. Yeah, he ain't They're going to do their level best to bring that whole team back together in Toronto. No, not Julius. Alfred, get him out of here. Um, who the Lakers and I like this. Uh, Derek Favors. The Lakers said that they are interested in Derek Favors. Mm-hmm. Bring in Patrick. Yeah. Your D Rose. No. <laughs> we got an old Braun. We got AD who get hurt. I'm cool. Have him come play for the cheat. Nah. Him and Javale. Nah. Nah. That's too many roster spots on big. Who gonna play? Like, it's like two. Nah. JaVale and who else? JaVale, AD. Bron gonna be playing the four. AD gonna, AD gonna be spreading it out and doing a lot more stuff, though. Yeah, These but he gonna be... Li- but, bro. But when you play him... Two of them. But, Gotta have two of them. Gotta have two but, of them. What you mean? You, you gonna, I, you if, gonna if be I, playing JaVale, 
and AD together. You bring in DeAndre, you like. They don't ever have to play together. They're the same guy. Why not have two of them? That's all I'm saying. I'm saying for the for the money, you don't want three dudes. That's why dudes. I said bring them in for cheap. Oh, I don't. I mean, how cheap? I mean, he got he got to take the deal. Yeah. Is he gonna be a free agent? Is DeAndre Jordan a free agent? Yeah, they was, that, that's why he, they had him sit there. He but, might be restricted. They might be able to match. It's gonna be a lot of people that want to come and play with this team for cheap, bro. Especially after we get this third guy. I, man, I want the Lakers to get Jimmy. I thought you said not him when you guys can shoot. Jimmy can shoot. Oh, he shoots well enough for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He showed me something this year. He showed me this something. He showed me something this year for Philly, and he get. And he get bucks. But, bro, I look, man, we're back. We're back. If you don't like the Lakers, bro, you probably don't like what we're talking about right now. And that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. We're back. Like I posted on my Twitter page. I don't want to hear none of your Laker hate no more. Enough. I want to hear it. Enough. I want to hear it. I want to hear it now. Oh, hell no. I want to hear it right now. I'd rather you guys shut up. Nope. I want to hear it. Listen to me glow. Because we're going to the finals. Uh, Barring injury. Everybody thought I was crazy when I said we were going to the Western Conference Finals. If LeBron wouldn't have got hurt, even with the team we had, yep. Nah, bro. Bro, we was going to the Western Conference Finals. We was better than everybody except the Warriors. Nah. We were better than that. No, we probably would have lost to the Nuggets if we hit them. Yeah. If we'd have ran into the Nuggets, we probably would have lost to them. There's no guarantee we would have run into them. The, the Warriors might have had to play them. The Nuggets, the Warriors the Nuggets might have were better than the, the Lakers. Because we were, we were, what, what, in a series, we I would have taken, we I would have taken the Warriors. I would have taken Houston. I would have taken the Nuggets. We were better than the Warriors, bro. Than, than not the Warriors. I'm sorry. We were better than the Rockets. Nah. Yeah. Nah. We were playing them, playing better than them at the time. Yeah, at the time that was early in the season, and they was and they was messed up, and they was messed up. I just didn't they had this. injuries. They didn't have a defensive coordinator there. Like Houston turned it around at the end of the year. We wasn't playing better than them by the time the playoffs came around. Playoff Rondo would have engaged. Nah, bro. We, uh, uh, Lance has been to a couple of Eastern Conference Finals. He's played playoff test. But he didn't play good all year. Huh? He didn't play good all year. He played okay. He had moments where he was playing his air guitar, but he wasn't playing good consistently like that. Played all right. I don't think. The, I don't think. I mean, that's just that's your faith in Bron, and and shouldn't nobody be questioning Bron at this point? He's that guy. But I just don't think that they would have got to the conference finals. But now, let us get one more guy. And I almost don't even care as long as the other cats on the team can shoot. And it's on. I can't wait to watch it's on. In the morning, bro. bro, bro, bro. I can't wait to see all these shows because, you know, I'm on it. I'm watching the sports year, clock. All the way around the clock. I'm listening. I'm watching. I'm tuning in. I'm reading. And now all of y'all that was saying the Lakers ain't got no shot to get nobody. They got no draw. Bronze getting older. Well, guess what? We got a 25-year-old seven-footer who's one of the five best players in the league. Say something. That was another reason why I wasn't tripping about Brandon Ingram. We don't need him to be the future no more. LeBron's only going to be with us for three more years. And after that, AD's our future. We trying and to Bron right might now. look, and depending on how good the team is, Bron might sign it up for the low low if we could get him to a ring. And you know what's funny? I don't understand why more superstars that win rings don't do that in the NBA. Restructure so they can keep winning. Not, not necessarily restructure. I know you don't want to take less money, and it's a bad business move that when you're in your prime to take less money. Mm-hmm. But like, um, who? Let me think of somebody. Um, that was with their team for a lot, like Dirk, like what Dirk was doing. They just didn't do it at championship level. Dirk was getting them maxes. He was taking them deals or whatever. He he, he always did stuff that was kind of team friendly to help them build a team, right? But 
if you go from a team that's about to win a championship and like let's say like let's say coming off that Dallas series, right? The next couple of years, Dirk finishes out his contract and that team is still super competitive. I don't understand why more superstars don't like if they get somebody like an AD to come play with them, like them cats will retire. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like LeBron, like you're saying, everybody assumes that Bron's gonna retire after his c- contract. Mm-hmm. If I'm Bron and the team is still nice, I'm down to t- I'm due to D Wade. What D Wade did with Bron, I'll take the lesser role. Give me another ring or two. I'm I'm not gonna be out here playing for bum ass teams. I'm gonna still be competing for championships every year. I'm just not that guy anymore. You know what I mean? Like Bron, look man. Look, man, listen. <laughs> listen, I, bro, I was killing people on Twitter, bro. I was killing people on Twitter. People that's, they known on Twitter for their Laker hate. I was like, yo, we got AD, what's up? I text your, I was like, what's up, bro? He was like, y'all still ain't gonna do nothing. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. We ain't gonna do nothing. All right. I don't hear you talking that cash no more. You ain't talking that Lonzo ball shit no more, right? Lonzo ain't on our team. <laughs> it's cool. You talk all that shit. Did you see the LeVar ball stuff? Yes. Yeah, what you were saying? LeVar needs to shut his mouth, man. At this, oh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. How you feel about LeVar at this point? Stuff, what we thought or whatever stuff is winning ride, whatever the stuff with the with getting Lonzo for his money. How you feel about how LeVar doing LeVar and how it affects his boys and and the decisions that they got to make? Because now they now they older. All of them is grown men. I personally don't feel like they need their daddy running up talking about every decision that has anything to do with them. They're, They're asking him. You can say no comment. My son's going to make his choice. You don't need to go on TV running your mouth about the Lakers organization. That can make shit bad for Lonzo. You know what I'm saying? You think it ever did? Oh, yeah. Definitely. How so? You think that's why Luke didn't play him or did whatever to him? No, I don't, I don't, think, no, I don't think it affects... I don't know. I don't think it affects playing like time. Like Patrick Beverly did to him or like... I, no, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I think that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I think that. And I and I it's just a shot that's unnecessary. Like you don't need a target on your back as an NBA player. It's hard enough to be in the league and stay in the league. Mm-hmm. You don't need like like I always say, it might not manifest itself in anything that we see, but you don't you don't need enemies because he won't shut up. I don't need nobody feeling a way about me when I come to the negotiating table or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Like they know that's part of the package. Your daddy running your mouth about our business, whether he knows or not. You're putting a perception out there of us. He running on TV, on ESPN, talking about, Jeannie don't know what she doing. Nigga, neither do you. You have no idea how to run a business like that. You actually were running a much smaller operation and failed. Not failed. failed not failed. But you're in hot water. It doesn't. It's not good for Big Baller Brand right now. Why? What happened? Their biggest star is not Big Baller Brand anymore. <laughs> like Lonzo's not big baller bread. That anymore. ain't finna hurt nothing. What? Uh, what? An NBA player coming to a pop up shop is not gonna hurt. Who's their athlete? Who's their endorsing athlete? It's a sports brand, right? Lamelo's still like, bro. Pe- I guarantee you, people are still gonna line up and come get that merch. I Lamelo's wearing Nikes right now, bro. I guarantee you, people are still gonna walk. Come up to that pull up, uh, that pop up shop and get that merch. I guarantee. You. I don't think they're coming in the same droves, and 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 it's get... why would they be coming to the pop up shop if they had nothing to do with how many people were gonna be there? They would just be collecting. They're a signature part of the brand, and none of the boys are part of Big Baller brand no more. 
They got a problem. They, they do. They do. They got You're a problem. Right. You're right. LeVar got a He got a problem. You're right. And like and like he said, like, I mean, the site is down right now. They're not, they not taking orders. They're not putting stuff out right now. You you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a good look if you got a sportswear brand and people that's supposed to be in your brand. It's like, what would Kawhi look, look like right now rocking Nikes? Mm. A new balance athlete, bro. Or what if he left citing issues with the company? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. And I'm not saying right or wrong, he's going to do what he want to do. This stuff like this, not necessarily this exact situation, stuff like this was my fear. When you talk all of that cash, if anything goes wrong, it's all on you. You can't say, oh, we're getting it fixed. Oh, no, it's you, big baller. What's, what's up? What's up? What's up? Why'd your man steal 1.5 from your son? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you just would have been quiet, Mm-hmm. It's a business associate that stole from the company, and we got him out, and we're clicking, and we're moving on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just, uh, I, I just don't, I just don't know, man. I just don't know how much good it does. It to me, it seems like it. He could talk up the brand, he could do all of that, but making comments about your son's boss and his coach and his teammates, which are his coworkers. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I wouldn't want to walk around like that. I wouldn't want to walk around with somebody seemingly speaking for me. You know what I'm saying? I think he doesn't care because he knows it's made his dad famous, which has in turn made his dad and the family more money. And I think he's like, he's told his teammates and everybody knows like that nigga don't talk for me, man. That nigga just be talking. Like I do what I want to do. Y'all could obviously y'all could see. Like when his dad was like, him and Kuzma ain't that close. How, how, how are they that close? And all they did was spend a year together. And then they, and he like the next day was like, no, like, Kyle Kuzma is legitimately one of my best friends. Yeah, we just met a year ago, but that's my dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that was purposely like his way of saying like that nigga just be talking. Like yeah. I do me. This is what I'm saying. None of this, uh, the people next to Lonzo and all that know. But that's what I'm saying. Like when you're sitting down at the negotiation table, when you're when you're talking to people that you can't just be like, "Yo, man, my dad just be talking, bro." You know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's where I that's where I see it hurting. If he want to sit down with an endorsement thing, I'm like, hey man, if this doesn't go right, are we gonna have to hear your dad's mouth? Or if this doesn't go exactly how you want it to go, is he gonna be speaking for you? Who's the, who's talking here? Who's in charge? And I wouldn't have to what, right or wrong. I wouldn't want to have to answer those questions. I'd rather just be like, Dad, could you chill? <laughs> could you chill? Mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, people are asking me about you. I'm an NBA player, and people are asking me about you because you're talking about my boss, bro. Be quiet. I need you to chill. Magic knows what he's doing. <laughs> like, leave him alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't think that Magic or nobody in the Lakers really cares. I just think it sets a stigma on Lonzo, like almost like a cloud that's following him around. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just he, he's taking um He should, he for sure took LaMelo off the NBA track. Jello was probably never gonna make it to the NBA. Yeah, no, no, he was gonna have to limp in or crawl in and try to have to fight his way to stay in, you know what I'm saying? That kid LaMelo's nice, bro. He's gonna get a shot though. Yeah. He's got too much talent. Talent talent supersedes everything, bro. And and that's why and that's why Lonzo was able to get as far as he's gotten. And I and I personally think that he's gonna be a all star caliber player. But it is a little bit harder when you got to do it with that on your back. Because now when you play when you play bad, it's like, damn, dad, they're pumping you up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, people that ain't got no business feeling a way about you, feel a way about you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. Like, just zip it. Zip it, LeVar. 
Zippy LeVar. The only other thing I had on my list that we ain't talked about was um, oh, OJ Simpson. Yeah. OJ Simpson joining Twitter. Yeah. Um, I got some. I got some stuff on my list. Okay. Um, but no, we could talk about OJ. I didn't. I didn't see that he got on Twitter. Not be on Twitter. I didn't see that he got on Twitter. Like, what do? You, what? Do you, how you feel? How you feel about like, OJ on Twitter? It make me feel like he finna start trying to sell something. Yeah. That, that's, that's exactly what's coming. That's it. I didn't think about it like that because I guess I was just I guess I was just here for the jokes, bro. Like when you told me that, that's why I was like, wait, what? If I got off for murder, fam, you wouldn't be able to find me. They'd be like, yo, I want to write Steph a letter. What's his address? Wouldn't nobody have it. Nope. Off the grid, bro. You wouldn't know where I am. And it's just like I said, he's definitely gonna be selling something. It's like, OJ, what are you gonna be out here commenting about? And you must you and your team must be out of touch. He said he got some getting even to do. That could be taken a certain way coming from you. Coming from a murderer. <laughs> An alleged murderer. <laughs> coming from a murderer. Alleged murderer. That nigga's a murderer. <laughs> the, glove, the glove don't fit. Must have quit. Nigga, there was no other suspects. <laughs> Look, you got some good he even got off, to do. He got off and it's just a quote-unquote unsolved mystery. Yeah. There ain't no other suspect. <laughs> Yo, this is the crazy thing. This is the crazy thing about him being on Twitter. No more, who are you getting back at that you got to be on Twitter for? You know what I'm saying? How do you think you're going to get back at him? And you are way out of touch. He has no idea what is coming for him on Twitter. And you, you know what? <laughs> you know what's funny, bro? There's no idea. You know what's funny? They be killing LeBron's hairline on there. I promise you, just this week, just as you know, I, I mean, obviously, we talk about me, me watching Rush Hour every day yeah. for a summer. I'm the king of watching something over and over. Just this past week, I watched the uh, the FX special, the the um, OJ versus whatever, mm-hmm. with the uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. Yeah. I was just watching that, bro. Like, I just finished watching it, I think, because, you know, it got hella parts to it. I watched it from, like, Sunday night to, like, Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. I was just watching it. And it's it's just so crazy how like all the, and it was he okay he I mean not that we need to get into OJ like that but just because I'm thinking about it he got off for two reasons number one obviously because that great lawyer well yeah a whole his whole team was amazing yeah. but number one because that detective Mark Furman messed with the evidence somehow and then I forgot the other reason I was gonna say. Oh, and because that was when DNA evidence, DNA evidence was like a fresh new thing, mm. and so like when they're when they're showing like the scientist guy or whatever talk about the DNA evidence and how it has to be OJ because it's DNA and this that and the third, they were looking at him like, bro, give me a break. I don't know nothing about this science you're talking about. Fam. <laughs> give me a break. Like, yeah. I ain't never heard of no DNA. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And yeah. Now that like that's like the leading thing in any case. Now. Mm-hmm. You know it's like, oh, we got your DNA at the scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's no getting around it. I just, man, OJ, if Crazy. you hear this, one, first off, don't don't come for me. I'm not playing that off of old man. Um, we going to kill him. <laughs> we going to kill him. You go over here and try to mess with somebody, we going to kill him. <laughs> and they, we just, they just have to take me to court. I'm like, what? He's no, he going to run up with his boys and they going to have a guns out like he did to get his, uh, his uh, memorabilia back. <laughs> OJ come try to play with somebody, we going to kill him. Okay, yeah. what are you talking about? He old OJ, too? do yourself a favor, fam. Don't mess with Twitter like that. 
It's a lot of jokes. I don't think you're really like, I know you don't care, bro. I know you're probably a little bit out of touch, but um, you're not ready for what Twitter's going to give you, bro. You're not ready. The jokes, they're nonstop. The memes are nonstop. They're going to be digging up stuff that you don't want to talk about or see no more. Come you, come on, bro. You know what I'm talking about. They Come on. I don't know how Twitter be finding a way. It's like they be getting police records and all type of stuff, bro. Like You don't want nobody putting them old recordings up on Twitter, bro. You don't want nobody making memes. You out here, bro, in that orange jumpsuit, fam. It's re- Relax. I hope it happens so he can catch more slander. <laughs> I'm here for it. I don't even be on Twitter like that. But I be getting them Google updates. When something trends on Twitter like that that yeah. I like clicked on that I'm interested in, it pops up. So if I see yeah. that, I'm jumping on Twitter quick. Bro. Bro. <laughs> That'd be great, man. That'd be great, man. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny to me. Oh. um, You were, um, you put one of the topics, are Christian parents... Hindering their children from not having the birds and the bees talk. What was that? What was that about? Well, no, because I was just thinking about it because. How do I say this? I was just thinking about it because I I I heard a parent, it was like the couple last days of school. Well, the last day of school was this past Tuesday at school at my at my job. Um, and I heard this parent. Talk, this mom talking to another mom saying that, oh, wow, saying that, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he's inviting people to his to his baseball games now. Like, it may be that time for me to have the birds and the bees talk with him. And I was thinking, like, I never had the birds and the bees talk. Mm-hmm. And that's because my parents is like, well, I mean, ain't no need for no birds and the bees talk because you're a kid, you're not married, and you're not married. No point in you having sex. So, What's the point of having that talk for? You know what I'm saying? And I, and I actually remember mom even having an argument with one of her sisters because her sister was saying that she gave her son's condoms. I was telling mom she should be doing the same thing. And mom was like, no, if I give my boys condoms, that's pretty much me telling them like, hey, go, go and have sex, sex yeah. but be careful. And I don't want them to have sex. So I'm not going to give them condoms. If then she was like, I can't, I'm not with them every day. If they go and get condoms and have sex on their own, that's one thing. But I'm not giving them condoms and saying, go have sex. You know what I'm saying? And it just made me think like, not that I felt like it hindered me in any way, like it, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just wondered, like I'm, I, could, I could be an anomaly. So what, what do you think? I don't. No, it does, it does hinder them because I, I personally believe in this. Is how I feel so about that, most does, things. So then, do, before you continue, so then does that mean that any parent that's not having that birds and the bees talk is crippling their kid? Yeah, and I feel like hindered or crippled is just hard. I just feel like whenever you're exposed to something, the earlier you're exposed to it, the more you could get used to it, the more more time you have to understand it, to be informed, or whatever it is. That doesn't mean I think that we should be having sex talks with five-year-olds. Everything within reason, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But when your kid starts, when their body starts changing, you probably should start having those conversations. Because now there's no like, there's no um, how do I want to put? It? There's there's not so much like, there's not so much like um allure of what is that? Why won't my parents talk to me about that? Why don't they want me doing that? You know what I mean? Like you kind of normalize it. Like hey, people do this. Is like I'm not saying 
I don't want you to do it. This is this is what we believe. This is what mommy and daddy believe or whatever it is. But this is not what we do. But we just want you to be aware. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have urges. You're going to have feelings. Yada, yada, yada. We believe that this is reserved for married people or yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But you can have that whole talk with them. And in that can be the birds and the bees talk. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is how babies are made or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. I I think that... Um, Cause they don't even teach sex ed in school, and I just thought about that right now. Like I definitely had sex ed in sixth grade. Yeah, definitely did. Yeah. So maybe they they knew that because you gotta before you before your kid takes sex ed, like the parents gotta sign off on it, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, maybe it was like there, there you go. That's how we're gonna do that. So I hadn't even thought about that. Hmm. I just, not every school does sex ed. And I don't yeah. think any school does sex ed anymore. And I I just think that there's certain conversations you should be because they're gonna teach you the scientific how to be safe. You know what I'm saying about sex ed and all that i think that it's a different conversation that you're gonna have at home and then that's gonna bring in what your parents are choosing to morally tell you you know what i'm saying about sex or having sex or having sex before marriage or whatever it is you know what i'm saying like all that other stuff like you can let them know the dangers of this like you can get you could you can get a girl pregnant or a young lady you could get pregnant or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? And do you want that right now? Like, you need to make smart decisions. Like, there's a, a million different ways that you could bring up the conversation and not have to be this dreadful, like, oh my God, sex talk. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just use me, for instance. Like, I don't remember having a birds and a bees talk. I don't I don't think we ever had it. Um, I'm sure Pops probably said, Pops probably said something about it, but I don't think we, like, we sat down and talked about me having sex or was I having sex or I better not be having sex or nothing like that. And for me, just because I didn't want to have kids, I didn't mess around like that. But that wasn't that didn't mean that I wasn't thinking about it. And not to say that if I would have had that talk, I wouldn't have been thinking about it. But I was thinking about it in a it's like my parents ain't talk to me about that type of thing. You know what I'm saying? And some people might take that and go out and do that where maybe if you had the conversation with them you kind of normalize it. There wouldn't be this allure to like. Oh, it's almost like, it's almost like, like. I think allure is the right word. There's not. There's no like allure to it. That like nothing is like, like the danger part of it. Like, who what's that? You know what I mean? Kind of thing. You talk to them about it. It kind of becomes normal. It becomes something that we could talk about. It's not something that's got to be all taboo or hidden or this big old thing about. It. That's there's just. And see, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a birds and the bees talk. The closest thing I had though was just unk just giving me game, I guess you can say. And that was after I had already lost my virginity. Yeah. But he was just like he was the one telling me like, like hey, like do your thing, be smart, be safe. Oh, you gotta always do everything with respect. If you gotta lie to a girl to get something, you ain't really got game like that. Like always, you know what I'm saying? Be honest and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But it wasn't like a. And like I said, and I feel like Pops put him up to that, honestly. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Because <laughs> it, it was just so random. And it, and it was right after I had, you know what I'm saying, you know, I, I already told you, but it, like I, I told mom and dad, like right after I lost my virginity, like, you know what I'm saying, feeling mm-hmm. like mad, guilty or whatever. Yeah. Like I told them. And it was like the next time, because obviously we was living out here, Uncle Clarence lived in Long Beach. So it was the next time I seen him, like we had that talk. Like he pulled me to the side. So. I guess that was my birds and the bees talk. Yeah, and no, I see, I didn't get that from uh, from nobody. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I just, I just don't. Okay, I'll put it like this. I think it's hindering because I don't see a reason not to have it. 
Well, it's like if you like, don't want your kids to have sex, then you're not finna put them on any type of, on any type of sex game. I, mean, I don't want to make it sound like sex game. Like you're not finna like talk about any topic or anything of that discussion. Like you're not gonna tell your son like, hey man, when you're getting intimate with a woman, you need to because you don't want him getting intimate with a woman like that. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. with a girl, with a girl. I mean, that's when they kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, but just like you tell them everything else you don't want them to do, like what? Don't, like, when you're talking to kids, like, don't do that. That's bad. Like, don't go to school and curse. Like, you know what I'm saying? That ain't telling them not to curse. It's not making them curse. Just because you tell me, like, yo. No, but we're talking about having the birds and the bees talk, not telling them not to. Like, you're not going to go, like, that's just like saying, like, if you don't, you don't, you, that's just like, okay, you don't want your kid to cuss, but you tell them, like, hey, well, you use, this is how you use damn, and this is how you use MF, and this is how you use ass. But I don't want you to be using these words, but this is how you use these words. Like, that doesn't no, make any I, sense. I feel that. I just... This, to me, there's just so many reasons why it just makes more sense to have... If the, if this is something that they're going to be feeling, their body's going to go through these changes, they're going to be feeling something, they're going to ask somebody about it, or they're going to explore this themselves, wouldn't you want to be the one that... Because, okay, I personally think that most parents will do it because it's hard for them to do it. And ain't because, like, oh, I don't want them to do this, so I'm not even going to bring it up. I think they do it because it's hard for they don't do it because it's hard for them to talk about it. For whatever reason they say, it might be because you feel like you could put them off on it, or it could be like you kind of think it's weird to be talking to your kid about them having or not having sex. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, it's like it's a long shot that you're gonna have the birds and the bees talk to them, and that's gonna they're gonna go out and have sex because you had that combo. It's more likely. That they'll be more informed and they'll make a smarter decision. And what, what would that smarter decision be? To not do it or to be smart about it? Or to be smart about it if I'm going to do it. And wouldn't you rather, if they're going to do it anyway, wouldn't you rather than be smart? That, that's, that's, that's like... Yeah. All I'm saying is I understand the thinking that, that anyway, that mom and dad had about like, no, I'm not going to tell them about that because I don't want them to do it. I understand it. I understand it wholeheartedly. I'm just saying like, do you think it, it, it hinders a kid? That's what yeah. I'm saying. Nah. I no, I, I think it no, nah, I think I think it does. I think it does. So yeah, from dealing with your kids or dealing with kids to dealing with your wife, we got top five pro tips for married men. <laughs> from from my from Mike and Steph wrong. <laughs> so like when I sent that to you, it's because like I was thinking at home, I was thinking like, man, how do I hack the married game? How do I like? What are my married hacks? And I was like, "Damn, this would be this. This would be good tips for other dudes." Let me start thinking about this. So, like, literally throughout the week, mm-hmm. I like wifey will be talking to me. I'll do something. I'll write something down. So, like, my five, my five came during the course of a week. So, my first one is a. Uh, I think this is. I think every dude knows this, but this is just a tip for you casting in relationships. You serious with your girl or? Y'all just y'all just moving in, or y'all been living together for a while. You you probably know this, but if you're new with your lady, bro, don't don't have an opinion when she asks you what you want to eat. Just don't. Let her decide and, and get something you like there, bro. Because as soon as you tell her what you want, she's gonna tell you that she doesn't want that, <laughs> or she's gonna be mad at you for picking that. Like like for me, wife will ask me. She asks me what I want to eat. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tip like, oh, I could eat this, and she'll be like, you know, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, you asked me what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I could eat that right now. You know what I'm saying? So I just like, yo, man, I'm cool. 
Like, she asked me, and I'd be like, oh, we can go wherever you're trying to go, babe. I'm not tripping. <laughs> like, that, that's how I resolved that one. Um, Number two, you will see wild stuff in the bathroom. Don't overreact. Play it cool, my G. This will get you mad brownie points where you just be like, oh, babe, can you pick that up in there? You know what I mean? Or whatever. Just like, or, or shit, or I, not even that. I just, I just pick it up and move it. I just do it. It's like, it's it's never there. Cause like when we first moved in together, I was acting, I was like, yo, bruh, like, yo, are, are you serious? <laughs> And it was like, it doesn't make sense, man. It doesn't make sense to fight over that shit. That shit is not going to change, dog. Like, it happens every month. It's going nowhere. There will be crazy things seen in the bathroom. Like, and it'd be, bro, until I was living with my girl, I mean, shoot, we was in a house full of men and mom. Mm -hmm. I ain't never lived with a woman. I tell people that all the time. I've never shared my space nope. with a female. Never. Never. Bro. And furthermore... That was a shock for me. I'm going to let you get back to your list. And furthermore, for me, I never... I've never... Yeah, I'm going to get to that. I've never <laughs> had to deal with uh, a woman's or a girl's period like that. Like her, yeah, I've never had to deal with that. Yeah, like even like when I was younger in high school, it's like it's like. No, 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 let me not say deal because it ain't like I be dealing. My my girl, she be like, yo, okay, it's that time of the month, whatever. She don't really ask me to do too much. I legit never had to deal with it. Really. Yeah, I had like real like one real girlfriend in high school, and it was like at the end of high school, and it was like you know what I'm saying. It wasn't even it wasn't like we was having a whole bunch of sex like that. So what you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like nothing that it was even really an issue uh -huh. like that. And then. Since the only relationship I had after that really was Keish, and you know, what I'm saying well, pretty much when we first started dating, it wasn't it wasn't an issue. I ain't gonna really get into everything, but it wasn't an issue. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, and then having to like deal with it being married is like, it's just something I never had to deal with before. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I feel you. That's what I'm saying. Coming from our house to now, I'm, me and wifey got an apartment. No, we we sharing. I'm sharing the bathroom with a woman, mm -hmm. bro. Some of that stuff was genuinely shocking to me. I, uh, like, yeah, yeah, we'll move on. Um, number three, happy wife, happy life. That's gotta go, bro. Happy spouse, happy house, fellas. When your wife hits you with that, oh, happy, happy wife, happy life, right? You can just do just hit it with that. No, happy spouse, happy house. We both gotta be happy in here, baby. That's how I that's how I cooled that one out. Every time she say that, I go, nah, happy spouse, happy house. That's both of us. And she, that because they can't fight it. What you, you don't want me to be happy? Oh, you you disagree with that? She be, I disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. It makes it hard. It right. makes it hard. Oh, so you are reasonable. You know what I mean? So it's, right. it makes it hard. It makes it hard for her to give you any kickback on that, bro. And now now you get a little bit more. Uh, Leverage, I'll say. Um, number four for me, communication is key. Um, I'd rather have a hard convo and get something resolved than act like something isn't happening or not talk about something we need to talk about and now we're both hurt. 
afterwards. Mm-hmm. Is way is way different to is different when I gotta tell you something that might hurt than us going through something that we haven't talked about and now we're both hurt. Mm-hmm. Like if we talk about something in the course of that we both get hurt, we both know it's in the course of us trying to get it right. Right. It's differently than not talking about something, letting something blow over and now we both going off on each other. You know what I'm saying? Like because I've seen it in like me, me and my wife ain't perfect, but one thing we do try to do is talk about everything regardless, regardless of how tough it is, regardless of if we got to cry it out, if we got to yell it out, whatever it is, we, when we got serious about each other, like when we moved in, we made, because I don't do that couch stuff, we made the pack to talk about everything, no matter what. Don't hold it back. Or like at least not too long, because you might not be able to talk about it right when something happened. But you're not holding it in to the point to where you're burning up. If it gets to that point, then we got to stop. We got to hit the brakes on everything and talk about whatever it is. Right. Um. Too many times in relationships with young people, and as far as the relationship game go, I consider both of us young. Like we've been with we've been with our wives for especially you and Keish been together forever, but. You're still young people in this, and you still deal with young people stuff, and and a lot of times with young people emotions. Um, it's way easier just to talk about it, man. And I'll say this to any dude: like, if you find it hard, because I can't say, I can't say this from a woman's perspective, if you find it hard or not worth it to talk to her about some stuff, then you shouldn't be with her, dude. You shouldn't be with her. The last thing that I want is to not have my wife in the capacity that I have her. Because she ain't going to leave me. I know that. But that don't mean that she won't feel differently. That won't mean that like she doesn't feel like she could talk to me anymore or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing I want. That's worse than any situation. Now we leave this situation and yeah, that stuff sucked and maybe we get over it, maybe we won't. But now moving forward, anything else that comes up, she feels like she can't talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. Or she feels like I don't ha- like she doesn't have my ear or like she doesn't have a voice or whatever, and that's the last thing I want. Right. You know what I mean. So communication is key. Conversation, run the nation, all that, all that stuff. You probably heard a million times. It's ten times more in your in your relationship, especially in your marriage. If you guys aren't communicating, you guys have nothing. You guys have nothing. People that are just like you ain't gotta be serious about to get married. If you're talking to somebody and you guys consider yourselves like exclusive to each other and you guys can't talk about stuff, yo, shorty. Get out of that relationship. Or have a serious conversation with him. Like, yo, I need you to be able to talk to me about this stuff. Whatever it is. Like, there's stuff that's went on with my wife and, like, her personal life before me. And it's not like I'm beating her over the head to talk to me about it, but she knows that she can. And sometimes that's that's the biggest part. Knowing that you got this person that, regardless of whatever, is not going anywhere. You can say whatever. You could do whatever. You could bring anything to them. You know what I'm saying? Just so, just that open conversation. Conversation. I know this seems like that seems like a small thing, but it's really, really hard for people to talk about. It's easy to talk. It's hard to talk about stuff, and it's hard to talk about serious stuff mm-hmm. or stuff that could change our relationship. You know what I mean? Like. How you made me feel when you said this or that or whatever it is, right? Instead of just harboring those feelings and you thinking you know what they meant, ask her. Ask them. Right. So now you know. So now there's no more question. You're not assuming. Because we always assume the worst. 
We don't go, oh, she didn't mean nothing by it. We go, what she mean by that? Oh, she trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, so conversation. And my and my last thing, and I learned this one the hard way, bro. Pick your battles wisely, man. <laughs> Pick your battles wisely because I'm the guy. I don't give a damn about confrontation, bro. It don't bother me in the slightest. I could get mad at you, bro, and then we can go out to eat and have a good dinner, bro. I'm not tripping. But that don't mean that that don't mean that everybody's like that, and that don't mean that you should be fighting every single battle. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be I've me and my wife have chosen to only be with each other for the rest of our lives. I can't be going ham about everything. Right. So I gotta choose these battles wisely, man. Mm-hmm. I gotta choose these battles wisely. And that's them the five things that I would give any Anybody, really anybody in a relationship, especially dudes. Those are my pro tips. Those are my pro tips. Let me run back through them in like short version. One, don't have an opinion about where you go to eat. When she asks you, just go wherever she wants. Get something you like there, bro. Um, You will see wild shit in the bathroom, number two. Don't overreact. Play that shit cool. It'll get you brownie points. Might get you lucky. Three, happy wife, happy life, gotta go. Happy spouse, happy house is replacing that. Hit her with that. She can't argue with it. You're, go- you're good. You're golden. Communication is key. Conversation run the nation. Talk about the hard stuff. I'd rather talk to you about the hard thing than not talk to you. And now that's a hard thing that never got resolved. Um, and pick your battles wisely, fellas. You're not, you're not going to win m- most of those anyway. So the ones you're fighting for better be worth it, fam. <laughs> better be worth it, fam. Don't be fighting no pointless battles out here. That's my five. All right. Mine sound a little different than yours, mainly because I think I've been married a little longer. Mm-hmm. But here no, that's why I thought that's why I thought it would be good because we both married, but we like you've been married much longer than me. Like I'm celebrating a year today, so you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. th- those are my year one top five pro tips. Um, my top five, in no particular order, keep being exciting, keep being new. Don't, like, if y'all always go on a date, like, don't, try try to go to new places, try to do new things, try to, you gotta keep making her laugh, you gotta, you know what I mean, you gotta just be new, you gotta just try to be new, that's it, like, it ain't the... No need to get deep about that. That's pretty self-explanatory. Be, keep being excited and keep being new. Keep being new. Number two. Keep it sexy. When she's venting, don't try to fix it unless she asks you for help fixing it. She just want to get it off. She just want to talk. She just want to tell you how, how she feels so she can get it off and move on with her night or get on with the rest of her day if she's calling you while she's at work or whatever. She don't need you to fix it unless she's asking you to. She's just venting. She's just venting. Let her get it off. See, that's me, man. I'm always trying to let's get it right. Let's go do this. What we got to do. Nah, yeah, man. That's real. Number three. Keep time and space for yourself and allow her time and space for herself. Just because y'all are married, just because y'all are a couple and been together for all this time. Y'all are not one. Y'all are still, I mean, y'all are one, but you're still two individuals. You're you a union, need, two you, coming together to make one. You still need your your space. 
your alone time. You still need your, you know what I'm saying, whatever. Keep time for yourself and make sure you give her time for herself. And that and that don't and if your thing, if your thing is you're you join an adult league basketball team or whatever, and her thing is just sitting in the room and listening to an audio book, just because her thing is in the house, that's still her space and her time for her alone time. Like you got to do your best not to invade that. And I had trouble with that at first. Because I'm like, man, she's in the house, like, bearing the room back. I'm like, bro, it's no big deal. It's just bearing. Like, no, it ain't just bearing in the room. It's bearing in the room. Bearing takes over any room he walks into. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you, you you know what I'm saying, you respect her space. And, and for, for sure, for sure, give yourself time and space and make sure it's respected. Um, Number four. She's going to get upset about things that are silly to you. Things that you feel like she should not be upset about. Don't get mad that she's mad. Don't be mad that she's sad about something that you think is silly. If you try to put yourself in her shoes and you did and you still think she's tripping, don't get mad that she's tripping. Just let her trip. Make sure there's something soft up under there to, you know what I'm saying, to brace her fall. <laughs> but just let her trip. Go in the other room and just keep it like, yeah, my business. That's me. Move on with your day. That's me at times. Move on with your day. Bro, I'm telling you, I've been married six years, been with my girl. In November, it'll be 10. I've just gotten to that point within the last maybe year to year and a half. And Keith, and she'll probably say it ain't even been that long. Mm-hmm. Like, just let her be mad, especially with Keish, because she don't really stay mad very long about anything. She's so cool and so chill. She don't really stay mad about anything for too long. <laughs> but even when I thought it was something silly, I'd be like, what's that? Like, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, you shouldn't be mad about that, though. Like, yeah. See, no. no. See, and that's give what her, Give her the space. Let her be upset and just go on with your day. See, and that's what she's I, ready to come. That's what I get caught you. doing. That's what I get caught doing. Like, she'll explain something to me, and I'll be like, babe, you understand it's not. And she'll be like, I'm not asking you to tell me nothing. I'm like, Okay, so why are you telling me like that? Doesn't even sound like a reason to be tight or nothing like that. So like to you, and now we arguing about that. You know what I'm saying? When, nah, I feel yeah, yeah. And then I've gotten better at that. Number five, he said, I would like you to think. my business. Did <laughs> 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 number five. Sometimes, dare I say, a lot of the times, you gotta just smile. Say okay. It's really hard to do. It's really hard to do. But sometimes you got it, and you know, and you know what I'm still working on. <laughs> Making it sound and seem genuine. Because there's so many times when I just know I'm right. I just know I'm yeah. right about something, and I'll be like. It, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, no. I and think. I say I still say it in a condescending way. You're like, what you mean? Okay. And I'm like, I said okay. Like I don't even wanna you know what I'm saying, but you still like and I feel like I've I've gotten pretty good at that with over my thirty years of like really like choosing my tone and my words and stuff. But that one is still like I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times you gotta just smile and say, Okay, like, okay. You yeah. all right. <laughs> and he, and but I will say though, don't say you're right. If you don't think she's right, that's important. I didn't even write that down. I'm glad that hit me right now. If you don't think she's right, don't say you're right. Just say okay. All right. Yeah. Just say okay. Yeah. Just say okay. Like if you if you swear 
she never like she she swear up and down like she gave you that thing to put away or she gave you that check to go mm-hmm. take to the bank or she whatever and you know for a fact she did not and she knows she did. Mm-hmm. I know I know I gave it to you. Okay. Oh, I gotta You can even like you can even concede with your hands, like, okay. But don't say you're right, because that's gonna just that's gonna turn into no. Because remember last time you thought I didn't give it to you, and we found out I was right, didn't we? Now I'm not saying Keish talks like that. Yeah, never yeah, has, yeah. but I'm saying it could easily. Yeah, it could be, easily be like, something oh, like that. Remember last time. Yeah, that's I, my five. Yeah, I have a, I have a here's a here's an extra one. They're all crazy fellas. Ooh, we picking fights now. They're all crazy. You're with her because. You can do her crazy. What I mean by that is, a lot of you niggas be looking at other chicks when you got a good one right there just because she got, you say, oh, she crazy because she do this. That girl that you over there eyeing is crazy crazy too, fam, and you don't know her crazy. You don't know her crazy. Bro, I feel like a lot of people will do better with just, with dating and overall human interactions. When all, and this is going to sound crazy, but girls, just just walk with me here. Matter of fact, let me hit the guys first. If all girls realize that all guys are stupid, all of us, Mm -hmm. all of us, we miss obvious signs. You tell us stuff and we'll flat out just forget because we're in the middle of doing something and we don't even remember like exactly what you said or you'll give us the exact order and we'll come back with something wrong. You'll give us the grocery list. We'll come back with three things missing. We're all stupid. We all, we're going to forget dates. We're going to not get the right thing. We're going to not compliment you on the whatever. We're all stupid. We're like we're, all of us. Yeah. We're all. Once you understand that, life is way easier. Yeah. Once all, girl, <laughs> once all dudes understand that every girl is crazy. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I know I get a lot of trouble saying that. But once you understand that they're all a little crazy. Life, life is much easier because he's like, bro, I just don't understand it. You never will. You never will. And that's just what it is. That's all I got, man. That's, yo, that's the truth. That's the truth. And look, guys, I, I, my tips were more aimed, outside of the conversation, but more aimed for the guys. Fellas, make it easier on yourself, bro. Make it easier on yourself. Oh, my tips were too. My tips were too. That was just like kind of like a little like sidebar, little little tidbit thing off of yeah. off of my fifth. Yeah, you was in my bag, in my bag, boy, in my own bag. <laughs> is that bag. is that the uh, is that the list? That is the list. That is the list, huh? That's it. We didn't do nothing for do nothing for fifteen. We gotta do something. We for had 20. Isaac on for fifteen. Oh no 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 yeah 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 yeah. Hey. Oh, you want oh. Well, I guess we could talk about this off air, but I was thinking we have the wives on for twenty. I think you might have said that on air last time. Okay, yeah, you, you, you asked me about it before. Yeah. Right? Already, already, yeah. When we oh, like, I did because I was like, I got, I need some time to get wife for you. Yeah, just, just now, Stone was talking about it. Keisha down birth said we might have to, you know what I'm saying? Might have to see. <laughs> but anyway, Family Room Podcast episode sixteen. Sixteen. It's Mike Ron. Stefan Ron. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for rocking with us. You can uh, catch us at, but oh, but check this out! I should have said this earlier. So my camera died, so we don't have, we don't have, uh, we're not gonna have very much video this week. What we gonna do? We gonna put our our pro tips in a little poster. We gonna post that. Have y'all chime in on that on Instagram. Um, 
and a few of the topics we're gonna we're gonna list those in posters and post them on the Instagram too. And please chime in, leave comments, tell a friend to leave comments, tag somebody so they could talk about it, tell somebody to follow us so we can grow this thing and uh, keep it moving. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, Family Room Podcast. Follow us at at Family Room Podcast. Right. All right. one word. Telling you the Instagram. Um, yeah. Family Room is it part? It is podcast. Family yeah. Room Podcast, not the just Family Room Podcast. One word. My personal Instagram. I am Mike Rohn, R-H-O-N-E. I am Mike Rohn. My personal Instagram is at the kid Steph underscore girl. Just regularly spelled girl. And also, I ain't got cute with it or nothing like that. Oh. Like the A names with the up, down, the number letter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Family Room Podcast, episode 16. Thanks for rocking with us. Thank you.